A city based on industry, from market stalls to collieries, owners, directors, and entrepreneurs. Oh, we've got all that and more. No matter how high you fly, no matter how far you go, the spotlight's on you when we go wrecking home. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Reps and Business Spotlight podcast. Just hosted by myself, Adrian, and sponsored by AB Accountancy. This is a podcast where every week we meet a different Wrexham business owner. And this week is a very special guest because it is one of the most recognisable names and faces in Wrexham and much further beyond, right across the world now. It's Mr Wayne Jones from the Turf. Morning, how are you doing? I'm really good. Thanks for doing this, Wayne. My pleasure, of course. I know you're a very busy man and, and you're very much in demand, so... Um, Appreciate you fitting us in. And no, of course. We go, you know, we've known each other how long now? Years, so, um, yeah. and you're as Wrexham as I am and everybody else, Absolutely. so at least I can do. Yeah. So, if you want to start by telling people who might have escaped your public reach who you are and what your business is. Yeah, so like you said, I'm Wayne, Wayne Jones, um, local guy, um, took the turf over in 2008, and 15 and a half years later, I'm still here. Okay, great. Um, and just tell us a little bit, oh, people have been over turf, but about what it is and what you do and what makes you a bit different to everyone else? Well, if you don't know the turf, it's literally attached to the racecourse. For, I mean, obviously, lots of people are aware of that. Um, it's the birthplace of the football club. Um, it's actually, we, although we can't actually pinpoint the exact year it was built, we believe it's actually older than the football club. Well, it is older than the football club, yeah. the building itself. Uh, and it's just steeped in history. You know, it's, it's, um, it's uh, an absolute must for lots and lots of people on match days. Um, and not just match days, you know, throughout the week and, and non-match days. Um, and it's just a staple in the local community, you know, people love it here, you know, it's very friendly, very warm and welcoming, um, not just to tourists, but obviously to our, our long-standing regulars. And yeah, I, I just see it as a, as a little bit of a pillar of the community, it's a place I absolutely adore, um, as do hundreds and hundreds of others, thankfully, <laughs> from a business point of view. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've been here 15 years, um, and yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I love the, the fabric of the place, I, you know, yeah. it's in my DNA. And what got you into being a turf landlord? Do you have a history in the trade or absolutely just something not. you fancied? No, absolutely not. Um, so very quickly, I, when I was 20, 20, 21, I broke my leg twice uh, in a year playing local football. Sat at the end of the bar with my friends and said I'd had enough, I wanted to go see the world. So I jumped on a plane, went travelling for two and a half years and then came back to go to my uncle's wedding in Greece. Popped home to see me, me mum and dad who lived in Yale Park at the time, mm. sadly my mum has passed now. But uh, And then Dave Bennett, who everybody, you know, most Wrexham fans yeah, will, yeah. will, will, will recognise. Had the garage across the road. Had the garage across the road, yeah. Director of the football club. Exactly, a lot, a lot yeah. of time for Dave Bennett. Probably doesn't get the credit he deserves, especially on maybe the documentary, because, mm. you know, the two Daves were, were you know, pe- people like that I don't forget. You know, a lot of Wrexham yeah. fans won't forget. Yeah. Kenny Pemberton, them kind of people. So, yeah, so Dave had a chat with me and sort of said that, you know, the, the tenancy was up for sale. And at that point, I'd been travelling Adrian for two and a half years and probably was about time I put some roots down. So borrowed every penny me mum and dad had spare, took it on. And like I say, here we are 15 and a half years, you know, years later. But I didn't know that what was coming, you know. I mean, no. at the time, and and back then, the turf would have physically looked very different. I know a lot of work's been done, like you know, the mural behind us. Hmm. What was the pub like in terms of, was it as busy then? Because obviously the football club was nowhere near as successful on match days at that time. Yeah, no, so um, we so we took it on June 2nd, 2008, and it was the very first summer that Wrexham got relegated to the conference. So we Good start, yeah? Yeah, very good start. So yeah. I actually I thought we were jinxed. I thought that if I was to sell up, that we would actually get promoted back to the EFL. I thought it was my fault. 
obviously, thankfully now that's been overcome. So, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, back then probably thirty percent of the turnover of the turf was match days, um, and it was heavily heavily reliant on match days. And although it's still very important, you know, we've managed to completely turn that round now, so that match days, although match days are probably double as busy. The percentage of turnover annually is a lot smaller than thirty percent, which means yeah. we're not as reliant on the football, and we get a lot, lot, lot more footfall coming through the doors. On so, from a cash flow point of view, that must have given you a lot of challenges in the summer periods. Yeah, and still, I mean, that, well, that historically that's always been the case with the turf because you know we're sadly we're not blessed with a big beer garden, and we don't do food apart from obviously the food truck. Um, so yeah, you know, um, I had sleepless nights in my first four, sort of three or four years when. You know, end of April, whenever the season finished, I think it's end of mm. April, um, whenever the season finished, then yeah, you think, right, okay, you got May, June and July to get through. So we would squirrel as much of the um, the profits away as we could throughout the year and bunker down effectively for three months during the summer. Um, but thankfully... You're a bit like the reverse of an ice cream business, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, precisely, yeah. Making their hay in the summer and... Precisely. And, and lots and lots and lots of pubs... Um, uh, the opposite to that, they will be quiet in the winter and, and mm. thrive in you know, probably April to September. Thankfully, um, we are very steady now pretty much all year round, which I'm very, you know, very blessed and very thankful for. But it's 15 years to get to that point. We've had a lot of good fortune along the way. Yeah. Um, but I believe that the effort that myself and my wife put in, and especially the team, um, you know, we, we, we sort of ridded that impression that it was a football pub. And that you best not go in there because it's a football pub, which although it, it never really was, um, and the amount of people that we get walking through the door now on a daily basis that are shocked because they go, I wasn't really expecting this, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's we we understand that it's in the eye shadow of a fo- you know football stand and all the rest of it, and it's the kind of pub that maybe you would think, crikey, I can't go in there. It's you know it's right next to a football stadium, mm-hmm. but then people do come in and and they're pleasantly surprised, and and then then it's down to myself and the team to make them feel. You know, warm and welcome, and, and we do. And thankfully, lots and lots and lots of them over the years have returned, and you know, we're busier than ever, thankfully. Buddy, this episode of the Wrexham Business Spotlight is sponsored by AB Accountancy, who are an accountancy firm based in the heart of Wrexham, who believe in producing high quality accounts and unbeatable customer service. You can visit our website, www.abaccountancy.co, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, where we regularly post hints and tips to help you with your accounts and your tax. If you'd like to sponsor an episode of this podcast in season two, please get in touch. Right, sorry for disturbing you, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so one of the things I've talked to everyone about in this podcast is what challenges do they face in their business or in their industry. So obviously you've obviously gone through a lot of challenges. Are you at the point where you think you've got through the big challenges and you can just sort of happily live now with what's happening around here? Um, I, no, I don't think you can ever, I mean, everybody's different and people obviously speak for themselves. I don't think you can ever rest on your laurels, so to speak. Um, the minute you think you've cracked anything in life, life comes back and kicks you on the backside, doesn't it? So, no, um, we always strive to be better. And I'm not just saying that, I know it's a bit of a cliche. We always strive to be better and we always strive, strive to improve things. You know, we're forever decorating and trying to fix things up and put different things on. And um, obviously... The documentary's had a you know a huge impact yeah. on us, uh, a huge huge impact. Um, you know we get in excess of 70, 80 tourists some days. A quiet days 30, 40. So, um, and I joked with Rob a few weeks ago that surely it'll slow down, and he just laughed and said it won't slow down. So, um, again, like I said a minute ago, you have to be you have to hard working. You have to rely on a little bit of lady luck, and we've had that. 
Um, but no, you can never really sort of stop and think, oh, look, I've cracked it. Hmm. Great this is, you know, turnover's great and, and all the rest of it. You have to just continuously want to improve, try to improve. As in any walk, like footballs will tell you the same, they always want to improve. Yeah. You know, we're no different. Obviously a completely different environment, but we're no different. So no, um, the challenges are that it's a forever changing um, industry, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's forever challenging, you know, things constantly going up. And you know, the way the, the way the world is, you know, things are expensive and one of the very first things to go when people are struggling is the luxury to be able to go to the pub. So yeah, okay. no, we, ne- we don't rest on our laurels, that's for sure. Yeah. So I mean, if you hadn't had the football fortune you've had for the last few years, you might have been much more severely hit by cost of living crisis and the, the slower margins on beer. And oh, absolutely, for sure. It's um, at a really nice time. For yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously there was COVID. You took COVID into the mix, which is just an absolute mm. bonkers three years. Um, and what I would say, I mean, without being too political, I'm, I'm not Tory, far from it. But they, they really backed um, the industry, um, t- to be fair to them. So, I, I, I agree, I'm... Not a Tory either, but mm. I always say the support did work. It did help businesses. Yeah. When I could, when COVID hit, I was looking, thinking, my clients are going to go out of business. Yeah. It could be a disaster. Yeah. Pretty much, most people who were good got through it. No, that's right. Yeah, like I say, I, I'm certainly not Tory, just to reiterate. But um, I have to hold my hands up. And when people talk to me about what it was like during COVID, you know, I speak to, you know, I love to sort of see a bit of the world, and I've spoken to Italians and Portuguese and Spanish, and they tell me that the packages that they received were were you know, far less than what we got. So uh, we probably would have seen COVID through uh, where we would be now. Um, we'd have probably been okay without being too arrogant. We'd have probably been, you know, we, we wouldn't have been as, as um, what's the word, as, as strong as we are now, in a stronger position we are, mm-hmm. as, as we are now financially. But um, we'd have got through it just by pure hard work, you know, and yeah. British stubbornness would have got me through it. So, but... Um, thankfully, we have, we have had that bit of you know fortune, and I'm a firm, firm believer in that you only get out of anything what you put into it, and we bend over backwards to help everybody. Um, and I just think if you do that, not that we do it for that, but I think if you do that, sometimes lady luck smiles on you. Yeah, um, and, and I, I, I believe entrepreneurs have to be able to adapt and react to the environment around them. And when COVID hit, you suddenly started doing food deliveries, didn't you? To to sort of fill the gap of the pub a bit. Yeah, that's right. So we bought the food truck actually about ten months before. Covid. I bought it with my uncle. Uh, funny story. I actually bought him out about six weeks before Covid hit. <laughs> he looks back now, a green-eyed monster. Um, and then we approached the council and we approached all the correct authorities and we sort of said, because a lot of people tend to forget that at the height of it, it was scary. People were really yeah. sort of worried about going out and being too close to people and all the rest of it. So, yeah, we approached the right people and we said, listen, if we play by the rules, we keep our distance, we take things to the car, we leave it on, the, you know, on, on tables by the cars and things like that. And they, they said, providing you do everything, you know, that the government weren't doing, <laughs> now that we know, we know. Um, if, you, if you play by the rules, then that's fine. And yeah, that, that, that certainly kept us going. Um, and we were, you know, we were genuinely serving a lot of police officers, ambulance, paramedics were packed up constantly all day. Um, and that, you know, a lot of people back then were sort of sitting in the garden drinking beer thinking, this is great, we're getting 80% of... You know, wages. Wages, yeah. I was doing seven days a week, probably more hours during COVID than I did before and after COVID. So, like I said a minute ago, if you put anything into it, I get a, I get a little bit of stick sometimes. People think, oh, here he is again. But everything I've got, which is not much, by the way, I've literally worked me back, you know, my fingers off for. Yeah. So, yeah, COVID came along. The food truck kept us going. Um, 
and thankfully people are loyal in this town and they've continued to support us to this very minute as you can see they are yeah it's one of the really key things in this town is that people do get behind local people yeah. and, and local businesses don't they oh for sure yeah i mean you know people are very quick to put wrexham down um and i've had a moan about the football teams we've had over the years but um that's just what happens on a football field now but i mean this is a brilliant town you've never heard me say anything other than wrexham's ah, they're remarkable people majority of us haven't got a lot but what they have got they'll give the next person it's pretty special yeah so let's talk about the current day tell us about being a a celebrity <laughs> uh, I get asked that several times a day I'm not a celebrity I'll be cleaning the toilets in 40 minutes when you leave so no um, listen I, you know I, you forget sort of like 15, 18 months has passed now since the documentary aired um, and I still to this very I still to this very day find it bizarre um, excuse me still to this day find it very bizarre um, it's probably Brad Pitt on the phone isn't no it? no it's the brewery looking for more money sadly um, so yeah I mean you know I, obviously you you know, you're having a pint with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and Ryan Reynolds. Obviously, that's just, you know, that's still bonkers to me. Um, but these genuinely, and I mean this, they, they, as nice as and as humble as they are, and, and they're very nice to me and my wife, and, you know, they've been very, very good to the town. They, they're no more important or spe special to me than somebody like yourself or somebody that comes in and has a beer on a match day. In fact, they probably get more satisfaction out of somebody like yourself coming in and having a pint because they've chose to come here. Um, so, yes, yeah, obviously it's different. Um, I never really, maybe, maybe possibly because I'm in the eye of the storm of it all. I'll, I'll possibly when I retire in ten years, I'll look back and think, well, that was a bit of a strange half a decade yeah. or a decade or whatever, however long these guys stick around. So yeah, um, certainly not a celebrity. I'm from the heart of Queens Park. You know, I couldn't get any more. I, I couldn't be any more grounded if you if I tried. Um, and, and you mentioned a lot of tourists coming in on a daily basis. What I've heard is that. Americans always came over and visited Liverpool and Manchester as part of a holiday and there's now Wrexham is on that stop yeah. and this is the place they want to come in Wrexham. Yeah. They don't, they don't go to St Giles Church but you think they might, they, they come here. Yeah, uh, yeah it's bonkers, I mean obviously because of our you know, proximity to the football stadium and, and obviously because we, you know, the documentary, they, they, they want to come here. You know, we, we, I genuinely do everything in my power to say, right, you need to go to the Fat Boar and get something to eat. You need to go to Wrexham Lager Brewery. If you're staying over, stay at the Lemon Tree. You know, the aqueduct is five miles away. Try Clank Lachlan, go to Conway. You know, on our website that we spent lots of money on, we spent weeks and weeks and weeks making sure that we researched every single detail about every sort of place that we thought should be seen within a 70, 80, 90 mile radius. So we're doing everything we can to not just sort of hog all the attention and hog all the all the business, but push them out. You know, go to Regent Street Flowers if you need flowers. Go to this cafe. Go to that. You know, try go to local small independent businesses. Go and see Trainer Revival. These kind of places. So, you know, um, we do what we can to push it forward. But yes, predominantly they get off the train. They they want to take a look around the stadium, spend a fortune in the club shop. Um, Macron must be loving this. So, <laughs> um, and then obviously come in and have a beer at the turf. So. Yeah, it only works if you share it out, you know, and you, and you yeah. share what Wrexham's really about. Um, Do you know, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to start the open top bus tours of Wrexham. <laughs> there's a gentleman actually that's doing... Uh, Starting and finishing in the turf car park. Yeah, yeah, this will... So, we, this, we, so every Thursday at the moment we get two coaches that turn up from... Uh, I think they... Well, I know one of the coaches is from the cruises that pulls into Liverpool, and I believe they have four options. I think it's Goodison, Liverpool, the Cav... The, uh, Beatles tour Cavern Club Cavern Club yeah. sorry I can't be words at then and the fourth one is the turf and apparently everybody's taking Wrexham 
want to go see Wrexham, want to go see the turf, want to go see the stadium. So every Thursday at the moment, there's a, there's a, I get an email on a Tuesday to say we've got 47 coming this Thursday and they walk in and they're mesmerised. I mean, I had one guy that thought it was a set, didn't actually believe it was a real pub. So, and, and you know what, they've all been lovely. I have to say that all by one guy we had a few issues with, which is not even worth mentioning. 99.9% mm. of them have been absolutely wonderful, gracious, so pleased to be here. Genuinely excited for not just the pub and myself, but the town and the football club and want us to do well and wish us well. And yeah, like I say, where will it end? Who knows? Um, until it continues to carry on, our role next door to the football club is to promote the town, send them round to the club shop to spend money, send them down to the town and wider Wales. Um, and yeah, just keep enjoying the ride, I guess. Yeah, and just good that you're sharing the love around Wrexham as well, isn't it? Well, it only works, Adrian, if you do. You know, there's no point in... Well, businesses are all reliant on each other, aren't we? Yeah, precisely, yeah. I mean, there's probably a few people out there with Green Eyed Monster that will say, oh, look, they've all gone to the turf. I, that's not my doing. I can't control that. I can't mm. stop people wanting to come here. Um, what I can do, which a lot of people don't see, and I'm not looking for any credit, is push them elsewhere. Um, uh, and that's what we'll always do. On the subject of credit, one thing I do want to highlight about you and credit you is you're very keen to use your business to help the local community, aren't you? An example of that is, I know sometimes you open up on Christmas Day and look after the homeless. Yeah. Some, something I believe local business has a role in, in supporting the community. Well, yeah, like I said, um, you know, it only works if you give back. So um, we've always done that. You know, I've been here 15 years. I said not always, but the last eight to 10 years, we've, you know, even when we didn't, even when we didn't have the finances we've got now, um, we always gave back. So we always give a week's profit. We always opened up and fed the homeless. Um, last year, we um, there were several places now, which very lovely of them, that opened up and feed the homeless on Christmas Day. So last year, we changed tack and we uh, we raised money, uh, raised about six and a half grand, and then Rob reached out, bless him, and doubled it. So it was just shy of £13,000, which we give to uh, the food bank and to Shelter Wales. Slightly different this year in the fact that We've asked who needs help. We will obviously still continue to support the food bank um, and shelter because they're, you know, massive causes. But this year we're going to we've asked who needs help, and obviously, gonna, as you can imagine, we've been inundated with requests. We're currently with two weeks to go on about six thousand five hundred pound raised. We haven't given our week's take, which will be at least fifteen hundred quid. So that'll take it up to eight. So if we can raise ten or twelve thousand, the owners, I'm sure. Well, Ryan's already reached out and said, send me the link for your fundraiser. So, listen, whatever we raise, we will, we will share out equally and proportionately to what we think who needs it the most. And, and the aim is to try and help as many charities. I think it's well in excess of 15 that we've had contact from now that need support. That's great. So, yeah, listen, obviously the, the checks won't be as big as they were last year because we're spreading it out further. But, yeah, we, you know, like I said a minute ago, we get lots and lots of support from loyal people at Wrexham. The least we can do is pay it forward I guess um, and we'll, we'll always do that even before the documentary after the documentary yeah. so long as I'm in this building we'll, we'll do everything we can to raise money that's for local right. and, that, and that's something I see across businesses and racks and yeah. help and support community whether it's sponsoring sports teams or yeah, you know, donating prizes and yeah, all that counts doesn't it's, it it's, yeah it's, again you know I could be sat here all day naming the people you know Peter Humphreys at Yellow and Blue just as a perfect example you know the guy just bends over backwards for, for people um, and I'm not going to name other names because I'll forget something and I'll feel terrible but you know people that watch this that, that, that go out their way to help people without wanting any recognition will realise that I'm talking about them so yeah this is just another example of what makes Wrexham pretty special So what's the future look like for, for this business and for you? Uh, I could do with a few hours of sleep, I'll be honest. Um, 
You need an extension, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, we do. To be fair, actually, just as we do, um, we got the marquee. Obviously, which is falling apart after eighteen months. But um, the immediate, um, the immediate future is continue what we're doing. Uh, continue to make people welcome. Continue to be the best that we can be. You know, um, I know that sounds silly. Obviously, that goes without saying. But yeah, just continue to just just be as strong a business as we can. Um, to stay humble and grounded. Further down the line, who knows, you know, the, 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 obviously the, the cop has been delayed slightly. Uh, and we're in the, in, in the process of talking with Admiral Brewery, who owns our building, about building a permanent fan zone, which is a big expenditure right, okay. for not just them, but myself. And yeah. So that'll be out here in the car park? Yeah, potentially is the, it'll be a permanent fixture, so it'll be similar size to the marquee, maybe slightly wider, but it'll be a permanent structure. Um, to do not just football events but other events you know mm. open mic nights that kind of thing and so that's so something to be a feature of every match day oh yeah so that will be that will be like except effectively a turf too let's call it but it'll be you know maybe locked up Monday to Wednesday mm-hmm. Wednesday to Thursday um, the, the most heartbreaking thing for me is um, when it's cold or it's wet you know and you see people standing in the queue trying to get in and you know, we obviously have licensing laws and capacities that we have to adhere to um, to be able to trade, and you know we'll never ever go away from that. There's maybe been once or twice the boring wood game, for example, where we've maybe had one or two many in that we shouldn't have done. But you know, there was people that day queuing up in the rain with kids to come and see the game, and mm-hmm. literally broke my heart because you couldn't. <coughs> in, you know, and I was saying to the parents, "I'll bring the kids in; they can stand by my wife, but I can't fit any more adults in because it was a capacity." So, yeah. Um, Short term, continue what we're doing. Long term, I think term. Uh, that day is possibly the only day in Wrexham I can remember every single pub being full. <laughs> yeah, there were people just on the streets, and you just couldn't get a drink anywhere in town. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm absolutely glad. Um, that's that's probably one of the drawbacks for me that I, you know, before I took the turf on, I would go to the pubs in town and then make my way up to the turf and have a few in, and I'd always come back in and have a couple of hours here, then go into town. Sadly, now I'm shattered, and I'm, you know, obviously mm-hmm. this is my priority and my focus. I don't get to enjoy that real experience now, yeah. so very, very rarely, or very seldom, I'll nip over to the jockey or the you know the Royal Oak and or the Fat Boar for a beer. Um, but I'm shattered come sort of seven half seven because I'm here seven o'clock it's about six thirty in the morning getting ready. So yeah, um, well, like I say, short term continue what we're doing, long term get the fans all built, um, and who knows, you know, stay healthy because like I say, I'm, I'm dead on my feet. Yeah. You know, the football club, this was unprecedented. All this to the football club. You know, they had a very tiny amount of staff and then they quickly grew. And I think they've done very well considering the amount of sort of negative feedback they got in the first few months. People saying, oh, look, you know. I, I, I agree. They got a lot of criticism at different times from certain quarters. And I just looked and thought, you can't scale a business that quickly yeah. and get everything right. Yeah. But I think they got all the big stuff right. Yeah, yeah. The only downside sometimes to um, not just Rex and people, but probably people as a whole is that maybe they're a little bit quick to be a bit critical. Like I say, I think I could be wrong. Um, somebody will probably correct you or correct me if mm-hmm. I am, but I, I think they had something like nine or ten full-time staff. I would imagine it's probably eight or nine times that now. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, well, credit to... port cabin full of officers now, haven't they? Precisely, yeah. So credit to Sean Harvey, you know, Fleur, um, Phil Bennett, these people, are, you know, that maybe get a little bit of stick that they don't deserve. And credit to the likes of Macron, who, you know, have the factory probably going 24 hours a day to keep demand going. And I, I hear very little now about people saying they can't get the right size shirts and all this. So Humphrey, you know, these people deserve a lot of credit, you know, because Rob and Ryan, rightfully so, get a lot of the attention and a lot of the credit. Um, but they, like they said at the beginning, you know, they, they knew nothing about what they were doing and they're going to put the right people in. And I think the, I think the, um, 
the green shoots for that now are really starting to come yeah. through. Um, like I say, the f- a football club, when I mean, you look at Man United just going off tangents, that football club is all over the place because it's not run properly. Yeah. So we are run properly. Um, I genuinely think we have the best owners in world football. I would agree with that, yeah. Who, who would you swap ours for? No, well, absolutely. No, nobody. No, nobody, nobody at all. Um, two reasons. One, purely because they've come in and done exactly, or doing exactly what they said they would do. Mm-hmm. And two, because I genuinely think that they love it. You know, a lot of owners will say, oh, it's my football club, I love it. Um, I genuinely think that they, well, I know Rob and Ryan just like literally, you know, they bang the nails during games. They're they good lo- fans of us, aren't they? Yeah, they love it. Yeah. You know, I was a little bit concerned about Ryan at the start. I sort of thought, well, not concerned, is probably the wrong word, but I thought, okay, I understand that. I get Rob's the sports nut. Ryan's maybe here for his business acumen and, you know, he's here to open doors. I think watching doors. the documentary, you could see that change in him on that Stockport semi final yeah. game. Yeah. And you could actually see a different reaction to him on social media yeah. before that game and after that game. Yeah, I think it, the, it just it bit him, didn't it? I think the penny dropped. I think um, I could be wrong again. Usually am. Um, I think he finally sort of caught up with what it meant to people. I think he probably really sort of understood the game more as well. The, the likes of your offsides mm. and, and and tactical and uh, tactically things like that. So, yeah, that that was my that was my favourite game that season. Same. Not, that not was brilliant. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Not yeah. because we got to Wembley, which ultimately ended in defeat, but. Purely because I look, I watched that clip of him and I thought, nah, now we're in for a hell of a ride because this guy has got the bug and he can open doors that people in the world, a lot of yeah. people in the world can't open. I mean, I often joke with my wife that he could probably bag up Calvi and make a profit on it. The guy is just a genius. So, yeah, no, we, I agree. We have got the best owners in world, in world sport. Um, and I get asked all the time, how long do you think they'll stick around? I don't even want to process that thought. Let's no. just enjoy it. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, three years ago last Monday, we were rock bottom of the National League. Um, we're currently sitting in second place. That was just after we'd been away to Ebbsfleet because I'd gone. <laughs> yeah. There was about 100 reps and fans. On you could a, name them, couldn't you? On an open air terrace, yeah. getting wet, yeah. bottom of the league. And I was yeah. like, there's got to be better things to do every Saturdays. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not going to I'm not gonna sit here and be a hypocrite. Um, I was really starting to fall out of love with it. Um, just because, I mean, I'd always loved the football club and I'd still go to every home game in 10 or 12, maybe 15 away. But it got to the point where I'd go home and think, I've got a, you know, at that point I had a, a nine or ten year old daughter, and I was thinking to myself, why am I sacrificing Saturdays to watch a, yeah. an inept football team that don't? A lot of them look like they didn't care, um, and I don't label any of that blame at the WST's door because they were doing what they could. So, um, yeah, you know, you, you fast forward three years and you sort of think to yourself, you're second in the league, a game in hand on Stockport. I'm absolutely confident as anything, nailed on. We're going to go up this year. I've never been more confident. Yeah, I was as confident as I was last year. Um, so if you can't enjoy this now, then, I mean, get away from the game know, because yeah. it's not for you, is it? <laughs> right, Wayne, let's start to wrap up now. We finish with the same three questions to every guest. Okay. So what does success look like for you? Um, seeing somebody walk out the door with a smile on their face. Um, uh, listen, you know, I'm, a, I'm 41, we're both 41, and we've got, we've got a couple of children. Ultimately, my aim is to provide for my family, like, any, like anybody. So um, from a business point of view... We're doing okay, you know, success would be con- to continue to do that. Obviously, every business wants to grow, and if we just grow by 1%, you know, i.e. in turnover, then that's success. Every year I've been here, we've grown, with the exception of COVID years. So success would be to have, um, to remain healthy, to remain humble, to take care of my family, and to take care of pretty much everybody that walks through the door. Great stuff. Um, if someone was starting a business in Wrexham, and they looked at you as an experienced businessman, and they wanted one piece of advice, 
What's the best piece of advice you could give them? Two bits of advice. One, always speak to people within the industry, industry that you're looking to do. Never be scared to ask anybody. So if you take over a, a cafe, don't feel embarrassed to go and ask the, the cafe a mile away. Ask people for advice. And secondly, you are nothing, and I mean this, and this certainly stands true for me, you are nothing without your staff. Um, so everything that we've achieved, we've only achieved it because of the staff. They are literally the backbone of everything. If you get good staff, you're probably 85 to 90% of the, you've cracked it. Um, um, you know, I mean, I read the reviews very rarely, but I read the reviews and the guy that designed that website will text me and say, read the Google review. And every review I read is about um, the warm welcome from the staff. So yeah, always be, always reach out, always ask somebody within the industry you're going into for advice. My door's always open if that's the industry you're going into. Uh, and yeah, and recruit well. Look after your staff and your staff. I know it's, people say this, but if you look after your staff, you'll, you'll get it back tenfold for sure. I agree with that. That's really good advice, thanks. Now, finally, we've had the Reps and Business Spotlight on you for this episode. It's time for you to turn it around and highlight another local business that you think deserves some praise. Oh, um, a lot of people will probably think I'm saying this because we're in the same industry and we're friends, but Richie Watkins sort of stays off the camera, stays out the limelight employs a hell of a lot of people in Wrexham, gets a little bit of a warranted stick at times because um, he's taken so much on, but he's a very successful guy, puts a hell of a lot into the town, gives a lot back and gave a hell of a lot back before the owners came in and continues yeah. to do that. So Rich is a great guy who, you know, deserves everything he gets. Um, so I'm, he, sure, I'm sure everyone knows Rich Watkins. Now, yeah, of course, yeah. And, and, about Rich Watkins of, and Jade, of, of the, the fat boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they've got a young family. He's juggling all that. He's got you know six thousand businesses on the go or something. Now I joke with him. So I did see this morning. He's taken on another. He one. has, yeah. So yeah. I believe it. Good luck to him. You know what I mean? Too many. You know, so some people are a little bit cynical, a little bit quick to criticise people. Um, Rich deserves all the all the success he gets. Um, it makes him feel sick juggling that many businesses though. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how he does it. You know, I've got a butty van in a pub and I'm, I, I have no sleep, so, and he's got a young family, so, or oh, they've, him and Jade have got a young family, so, no, yeah, um, get down and see Rich, give him all the support because he deserves it. Um, you know, when he took the Myers Gwyn and I think people thought that we wouldn't get on because, you know, there's enough fans for people to go around. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and people go to both, so, or three or four in Rich's case. So, yeah, go, go and see Rich because, um, you know, he employs a lot of people, puts a lot back into the town and, and, um, yeah, he, he deserves the support. Great. So Wayne, just just to sum up, thank you very much for doing this. I know My you're pleasure. a busy man. You're in demand. You said you've got another two interviews lined up for today. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I magazine. I think is it a London paper. I'm not sure. Uh, and then I don't know how to pronounce this properly. Le Keep, Le Keep, the French newspaper. Yeah. Which and, is... and some welcome to Wrexham commitments. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to stay off welcome to Wrexham. I, I've sort of tried to sort of take a back burner, give other people a chance. It's not all about me and the turf. It's about Again, Wrexham, um, and I don't want to become that guy where people go home again. You know, I want I want the limelight to be shone on others like Rich and uh, and the likes. So um, yeah, busy day. Um, but like I said to the the producers, Milos, who's sadly gone back to New York now. I said to the producers at the beginning of all of this mad ride, um, as long as the football team prospers and the town prospers, that's literally all I really care about. You know, you can keep the Hollywood thing to the side. As nice as that is. I just want them two things to prosper. And if me helping out and doing five-minute interviews and somebody sees that interview and wants to come to Wrexham and spend money and boost the economy, then that's my role done. So, yeah, busy afternoon, but 
benefits are there for the whole town. So uh, yeah, long, get a long way to continue. So yeah, thanks so much, Wayne. My Look pleasure. forward to seeing you as I'm a customer next time. Yes, come and have a magic. Cheers. Pleasure, as you always. No matter how high you fly, no matter how far you go, the spotlight's on you and we go wrecks and Hello everybody, it's Adrian here. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Wrexham Business Spotlight podcast. It's very much appreciated. Please also support our guests and their wonderful businesses. You can like and subscribe to this. You could share the podcast so your friends can enjoy it. And you could also find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Leave your comments, leave your thoughts and let us hear your feedback. Thank you very much and see you on the next episode.